Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unto Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Entz, and y'all, today we are talking about friendship with God. This topic is a loaded one, but we're going to try and work through some of the main points together concerning what friendship with God truly is and what it looks like. Stick around. This is the Unto Podcast. So, guys, I'm had a a hard time pulling this episode together because when I felt the Lord asked me to make this episode, I was like, I'm not feeling too, you know, friendshipy to make this. I'm like, I love you, but my headspace that week was just it was it was not good. Um <laughs> And I'm like, what do you mean? It's not that I was like even like mad. I don't, you know what? I'm not going to say how I felt because I don't really remember. So how about that? (laughs) Potentially, I was pretty upset. Um, Maybe at the Lord, maybe just with everything that was going on around me, but I was not feeling my best. I felt Lord was like, "Um, for your solo episode next week, record one on friendship with God. And I was like, record one on friendship with God. I'm like, I love you. I really do. But right now, I don't know how that episode is going to get pulled together because all I feel right now is Sunny with a chance of cynical, Sunny with a chance of jaded. And I just, I'm not too sure about that. But the Lord pulled through. And it was funny because I was literally just praying this morning. I'm in a better headspace now. That was a weird week. We'll get into that probably in another episode because it may even pop up in this one. But y'all, it was... It was a toughie, I will say that. Um, So anywho, anyhow, in any way, I was sitting in my prayer time and um, I'm telling you, I came into that prayer time low key on accident. Like I was about to sit down and read my silly little book and I felt like the Lord was just like, you don't have to go too hard, just come and talk to me. Which y'all, that is... That's almost my capstone statement for prayer. <laughs> That's almost it. Be reverent and just go hang out with God. That, that'll keep it simple. But that's also for like another episode. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see where the Lord takes this. I asked him to take over this episode because I, from the jump, even making this outline, I was like, child, I don't have it in me, Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost has it in him and I'm just here. So this is good. So anyway... Um, I came into that prayer time almost on accident, but also not an accident. I don't know how to explain it. And I was just chit-chatting it up with the Lord. And then I started like a place of intercession. And then I was telling the Lord, I was like, I'm really sorry, like for not stewarding this week's episode well, because typically my schedule is an episode goes up on a Friday an episode is recorded on a Friday, unless like there's a guest who can't do it on a Friday. And so we're doing it a Saturday. So that sort of thing. And I felt like I was supposed to be recording this episode on Friday. Y'all, it is Sunday, February the 5th, and we are now sitting down recording this. And I just felt, I guess, kind of the fear of the Lord concerning my stewardship on that, because I didn't even try. And I felt like that was kind of the problem, because I just didn't know what I was going to say immediately. So I was like, well, then I'm just not going to record this. Like, (laughs) I just don't know what that's going to look like. And it was almost like one of those... um, you know, like when they say you're like too anxious to start your work because you like don't know how it's going to get done. 
that sort of thing that was going on with this episode and I didn't trust in the Lord for him to like help me craft it which is a heart check in and of itself because then that tells me that I feel like there's other episodes where I don't really need his help and that's a problem so I'm glad that got exposed in me this week um and I was just repenting to the Lord I was like well I'll I can try to record it today like I'm sorry for not stewarding it well and recording it when you asked me to but if you'll like if you'll have me I'll do it today and I'm just sitting on my little iPhone and I put, he gave me this one point, which is the first point, And then everything just started flowing from there. And I sat down looking at that outline in like five to eight minutes. And I said, like, what just happened here? Lord, that was very, that was very easy. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's a quote that's like, if, if I build something, I'm going to have to sustain it. I'm going to have to feed it. I'm going to have to keep it going. But if the Lord builds a thing, he will sustain it and he will keep it going. It's the same thing to be said of our work. So um, I was looking at that outline. I was like, Holy Ghost and power. So I'm I'm excited to bring this to you now because I did not know how this episode was going to get here. So anyway, let's jump into these points. Okay, so point number one in friendship with God, you have to first establish that you're friends, okay? Friendship isn't an accident, and friendship with God, I hear me so clear on this, friendship with God is not an abstract concept, it's not, and I understand that it is offensive in a way, it's like, can a mortal be friends with God? And it's a mind-blowing situation, but that's a whole other thing. We have immortal souls in the Lord. We will live forever when we come under the blood. But th the point I'm making is I see why it can be offensive to, like, some people. Um, I was watching, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I was watching this episode of Trading Spouses. And the producers, the way they were cutting the show. So in this episode, it's called like the God Warrior episode. And you've probably seen like memes and clips of it. It's like, I'm a God Warrior. I don't want nothing dark sided and tainted in my home. That lady. So I'm watching that episode with my roommate. And um, they're cutting the episode kind of weird because you know how they do it to make people look silly, like whatever. So in the beginning, she's like, I talk to God and God speaks to me and I'm like yes he does like it's to me at this point in my walk I'm like that's not a crazy thing that's literally my life if I don't speak to God <laughs> what's going on and so um they cut it to make her sound like she was silly like yeah like oh I hear from God like in a mocking manner and I've noticed that to be like a theme like outside of the faith where people think that Christians are low-key like losing their minds thinking that they have this ability to talk to God when I'm like baby this could be you matter of fact if you came out of the blood today this could be you but anyway um I just want to establish that it's not an abstract concept and that it's incredibly literal like we have like when we came under the blood of Jesus we became friends with God and matter of fact he said really is that so yes it is so and I'll tell you why John chapter 15 verses 12 through 17 says this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. Hold on. 
You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you, hold on, hear me out, friends for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me. Ooh, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you these things I command you that you love one another. So y'all, like there's the point that God chose us. Close your eyes, unless you're driving or something that, you know, may be risky. But can you just like close your eyes and think God chose me like for somebody who struggles with like validation issues particularly male validation issues like the fact that I am chosen and born of God chosen of the Lord chosen let it sit don't run past this chosen by the Lord and he calls me his friend I mean that's colossal And that in and of itself heals areas of me where I feel like I'm not chosen. Hold on, matter of fact, let me go to my notes app. Because I was dealing with this issue just the other day. Y'all, it was just the other day. Um, And I I wrote down, every time I wasn't chosen pales in comparison to how you've chosen me. And that was what I wrote to the Lord. Because I'm like, child, humanity is fickle, including myself. Sometimes you choose to love people. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you choose people to be your friends. Sometimes you choose people to be in relationships, whatever. And sometimes you don't. These things come to an end because someone's no longer chosen you. And so for the Lord to choose me eternally, I'm like, hello, what's going on? (laughs) I think it's just a reality to sit under. So first we've established we came out of the blood. We are friends with God. So what's the what's the handlebar? Receive that. <laughs> Say thank you, Lord. I, I receive that. We're friends. And asking the Lord, like, what does it mean to be your friend? And he will, he will show you. And it will show up maybe in your other friendships. You might be watching a show and see a super bad or good example of a friendship. And the Lord may just minister to you. And if it lines up, like you, listen, the Lord has ways. So even just ask a simple question, ask him right now with me, Lord, please show me what it means to be your friend. Amen. Okay. The next point is remember that this is a journey. Okay. There are many bumps and there are many sweet moments. So bumps look like when you don't feel like talking, AKA me about a week ago. Um, or when you feel distant or when you are angry and when you're disappointed, that'd be hitting different because that's just, that's sadness. That's like hopelessness, heart sickness, borderline anger when you're disappointed. And I just want to say to all of these things, cause this is not encompassing every bump, but a lot of these bumps can be narrowed down to these categories. Please, please, please remember that your relationship with the Lord is not fragile like he came into eternal covenant with you you received his son he said we locked in we for lifers okay matter of fact we for eternity yours and so the lord's not kicking you out the house your relationship isn't fragile you could walk in there matter of fact you could slam the door i prefer and i would i would um exhort you to be um reverent (laughs) and not go in the house slamming doors but in the event that you did God is not like, 
what in the world? Why why would she he understands your intricacies, he understands your nuances, like it's not fragile. And I think so many times we feel like I can't be real with the Lord, I, so I'm just not going to talk at all. And you shut down. It is much better for you to sit before the Lord and just sob, whether they are angry, tears, whatever, and say, I, I really can't deal with you right now. I need you to help me deal with you because it takes God to love God. And so you will find in healthy friendships that when conflict arises, you should be able to sit in front of your friend and be like, honestly, yeah, I'm pretty mad. And this is where my head is. And you will see that those relationships last in the long run. Y'all, this sounds a lot like last week's sisterhood episode. Go ahead and listen to that little shameless plug. You might find some more tips and tricks in there. But anyway, maybe not tricks. Hallelujah. Wisdom. Um, but yeah, so just be forthcoming. That is healthy. And if you couldn't trust maybe like previous friends because when you voiced your heart, it wasn't accepted. God is nothing like the sort he would much rather you be honest with him because he already knows where you are, you know, so be reverent. Don't go up in there dropping F-bombs in the secret place. I'm not saying he won't hear you. I'm saying don't regret it now. Slow down and just let him know where you are. Um. So yeah, so just remember that your relationship with the Lord isn't fragile and that it's totally cool. Well, I don't, I don't know how to word that properly, but I'll say... The Lord is not frightened of your anger and disappointment. And if anything, it's so weird when you feel like not talking to the Lord, it almost feels like you're getting something out of it. And when it's like, it may feel like that for a little bit, but when the enemy starts pestering with you because you either process these things with the Lord or you let the enemy have a field day with it, there's really not much of a gray area. And you just keep growing distant and distant and distant. And then the enemy puts you in this little corner. He's like, matter of fact, I bet by the time you try to start praying, the Lord won't even want to hear you when the opposite is so true. It's the opposite. I feel like the Lord's heart breaks when he does. Like, is imagine what, how do you feel when your friend that you really, really love is giving you the silent treatment and you literally just want to talk? It's heart wrenching. So bear these things in mind. Now... There's also many, many sweet moments, okay? We've got the quiet times of communion. We got loud times of communion where I'm just rejoicing. I'm out here to healing my way through the aisles of the church with my heart song, okay? It's just, there's sweet moments. And there's also sweet gifts from the Lord and reminders. I can't tell you how many times... I cannot tell you how many times I have like needed reminders from the Lord. Mostly these days, boy, it feels like it's just like um, comparison. I kid you not. What was I watching the other day? Either a TikTok or something. Um, I may have been on somebody's profile. I don't really remember. But I was thinking of changing my appearance in some way, shape or the other. Why did the Lord give me this song that I used to hear on the radio when I was like nine? And it was, um, it was like, there can never be a more beautiful you. Fall in love with beautiful you. It was like something lies in disguises and hoops that make you jump through. And like the beginning of the song is like little girls like 14 wishing that she could see or like be the beauty on the magazine something. And I was just ministered to. <laughs> I'm like, the Holy Spirit? 
He will bring, he will give you reminders. When the Lord said he was sending a comforter, he meant he was sending a comforter. I want to be very clear about that because child, I'm living in it. And so also along the same lines of like confiding along with these sweet moments, the Lord confides in us. And I thought this verse was particularly interesting because it's easy to be like, oh, I can confide in the Lord. I can confide in the Lord. He's so trustworthy. He's so trustworthy. But what do we do when he turns it around on us? And he's like, I want to tell you a secret. Ooh. It says in Psalm 25, 14, that the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. Other versions say the Lord confides with those who fear him. You know, when you confide in somebody, you can share something that requires a level of trust, X, Y, Z. And that he shows them his covenant. Wow. So we have, like, we confide in the Lord. The Lord can confide in us as well. You got something that you just feel like you're not in the headspace to really share with anybody else at the moment. Tell the Holy Spirit. Tell God. Tell Jesus. Tell the Trinity. You know? You are looking at perfect eternal trust that you can find in him. Peace. You can find comfort and understanding i used to pray all the time when i was like in early high school maybe even middle school when i wasn't even walking with the lord so strongly out but when i would pray i would always know he understood exactly what i was saying even when i was fighting for all my life to get out i'm like thank you lord that you understand me and that my prayers make sense to you and you understand exactly where they're coming from. Like that blew my mind for years and it still blows my mind because I feel like it's in the core of every human being to want to have the sense that somebody understands them fully. How many times, oh, I love being with Mr. John John because he just gets me. He, he probably doesn't, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> it speaks to that desire though. It's like, I want to be understood. And in friendship with God, you're perfectly understood. And that's huge. You also have access to divine help. Boy, because we need it. There's no way you're going to make it out of this thing alive without the help of God. Okay, so we have access to that. How many times, in a simple help me Jesus, it'll do it. It'll do it. The Lord is not like, excuse me, where art thou poem of need? I need a hiatus, not a, a hiatus. A haiku. <laughs> so I need a haiku of you telling me your need for me. No, a simple help me Jesus just does it. I can't tell you how many times, probably in a week, help me Jesus. And I mean it. Even when I don't mean it, I believe he's helping me. So we have divine help. I'm telling you, we have angels that go on assignment from the hand of God. At his very word, there are angels that are dispatched to help us in times of need. The Lord himself... What is it, Psalm 18? When David was crying out to the Lord, talking about, and the Lord got on a cherub and flew. There was smoke coming out of his nostrils. I can't tell you. For the amount, every time I read that passage, I'm still equally amazed, I feel. I'm like, all of this, because David knew the Lord. I'm like, this is what it looks like to be friends with God. This is what it looks like. He's like, I'm not playing about my own at all. Matter of fact, let me get on this cherub. That's huge. And I feel like it's almost tempting to read that and kind of glaze over and be like, okay, wow. No, that that's real life. So anyway, divine help. Also, 
Going back to the same lines of comfort, sometimes when I feel particularly distressed, stressed, depressed, anxious, you name it, I will quite literally curl up like in a chair, either when I'm in the prayer room, I sometimes just do this when I'm laying in my bed. I will like tilt my head to the side and like lean on the shoulder of Jesus and like sit in God's lap. Whatever I need to do and just imagine myself there. Because matter of fact, the word of God says I'm seated in heavenly places. Do I know if my soul is really up there cuddling in the lap of the Lord? I really don't know, but I know that I'm comforted down here. Oh my Lord, I'm comforted down here. Um, and those moments, I cherish them because I can feel the Lord when I do it. And I'm like, wow, you're about me. You hold me. And sometimes we don't say a word. Um, and I love that. And then we also have access with friendship with the Lord to perfect advice and guidance. Sometimes it's tempting. Oh, I need advice. Let me go to the group chat. Pause. Before you go to the group chat, ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. And I have to learn this. I really do. Because um, <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, immediately, I'm about to jump up in this chat. And the Lord's like, do you want to talk about it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. And the the clarity and the peace on a decision that comes and guidance and the and understanding the ins and outs and ebbs and flows of the situation that I wouldn't have had divine insight that I would not have probably gotten if I jumped in the group chat first as wise and God-fearing as my friends are it is my it behooves me to go to the source first it just does um Michael Miller one of my teachers and the lead pastor at Upper Room he talks about the upper room discourse and pretty much his conversation with Jesus and um, the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane and they're dealing with heart sickness because Jesus is literally just like, I'm about to go away and you can't come. <laughs> and he walks through like how their hearts start to shut down. Um, and he says, because your heart is presented with two questions in times of trouble. It's like, uh, where is the Lord and what is he like? And so you start to see in that discourse that the disciples were originally asking the Lord questions, but because they couldn't really get what he was saying, they start asking each other instead of, I guess, tarrying, waiting for clarity. And I feel like we can so easily do the same thing in our friendship with the Lord. It's like, okay, um, I don't feel like this is giving. I don't really know what you're saying. And so we'll run to the group chat. And it gets tricky because the group chat can be well-meaning, but the group chat may not have the word of the Lord right now. They just may not. And that's that's something to say for myself as well. God, only God knows how many times someone has asked me for advice. And even though, you know, I can be as well-meaning or whatever, they just needed to ask the Lord first, you know? So take advantage of that perfect advice and guidance. He will not lead you astray. And he can give you, he will give you divine insight and perspective for situations that nobody else can really give you unless the Lord opens his mouth and gives it to them, you know? So there's that. And I want to note this too. Sometimes the Lord will just make you laugh. He has a sense of humor. I want to hear some more jokes personally, but I feel like his sense of humor is kind of different than ours. But I know that he's funny. You know how I know that? Because humans don't think in a vacuum. There's no way that I can crack jokes and be a funny individual and my friends can crack jokes and be funny individuals and God himself is not funny. Where did I get it from? Where do they get it from? So God will even make you laugh and his joy is just ever flowing. Matter of fact, that same joy, the word of God says that the joy of the Lord 
is your strength. So there's that. And the next point is to make time for a friendship with the Lord. Well, not yes for it, but to nurture it. So I feel like on a very basic level, if you were to even just go to an elementary school and ask the children, how do you be a friend? How do you make a friend? The bulk of the responses, I believe, are going to flow from the the resource of time. It's going to be like, oh, well, we like to hang out with each other and we get to know each other when we hang out with each other. And I feel like that's kind of the capstone on that. Like you is the same thing that's going to flow into relationships, friendships, your workplace, whatever. It's just time and getting to know someone and being intentional and also silence. I think there's something very intimate about sitting in silence with God because sometimes he'll speak. Sometimes you might break the silence and speak. But when there's literal just silence, I feel there's still a ministry of the Lord that's going on in your heart. Because there have been times I've sat down silent before the Lord and felt refreshed after. Why is that? You know? So making time for the Lord and remembering that he's not trapped in your prayer closet. He's not trapped in your room. Wherever you spend your quiet time, he's not trapped in there. And he's everywhere. And so that means on your commute, when you feel like you're about to lose your mind at the workplace you're about to drive into, instead of just sitting there fuming, open your mouth. And sometimes, I kid you not... I would glance over into the passenger seat and be like, do you see what I mean? (laughs) And it's it's a healing thing. I believe God is quite literally sitting there listening to me. I believe it with my whole heart because he's everywhere. The fact that God is omnipresent tells me that he's sitting in my passenger seat when I'm explaining to him why I feel like I'm about to lose it. Um, And so just remembering, number one, he's not trapped in your room. And so, yes, the quiet place is beautiful, but just don't go out into your day and feel like you don't have a friend anymore. God is there even when you're shopping for, I used to say this all the time, especially when I was like 18. And I stand by that. I'm like, God cares about the milk I put in my coffee. Sometimes I used to just open the fridge and be like, "Mm, what do we think, Lord? Almond milk or 2%? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think I'm gonna rock with almond today. And I feel like he cares. I think he delights in the fact that There's a little piece of him walking around on this pale blue dot who cares enough to talk about milk choice with him. He just, he's like that. Yes, God is colossal. And I think that humanity, for the most part, likes to make God seem like he's not reachable because of how vast he is. But I think there's more of a, not necessarily more of a beauty, but that there is a kind of beauty that is found in the fact that he's incredibly vast and wildly colossal and he cares about such things. I think that speaks more to my heart, you know? And so keeping that in mind and also um, asking the Lord and researching even whatever, coming back to this thing of like characteristics of a good friend. What are they? Someone who is trustworthy, someone who communicates well, someone who is like vouching for your well-being, someone who considers your heart in a matter, um, someone who's kind to you, someone who is a sharing and generous individual, like just going through these things and you can even use them as like checkpoints to be like, oh Lord, I don't feel like I'm very trustworthy. 
please make me more like you in this area of trustworthiness so I can be a better friend to you and a better friend to others. Grow me in integrity because it'll make me better. Like, you see what I mean? Like, kind of hashing those things out and even writing down where the Lord has been a good friend to you. And be like, ooh, Lord, thank you so much for that. How can I return it? Um, and so, also just remembering reverence. The, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Where sometimes friendship with the Lord is spoken about and it's almost like he's just, like, we just going... It's not that I don't I I don't know I'm not saying that the Lord wouldn't dab me up maybe He would but I, the point that I'm trying to get at is just be reverent in your friendship with Him. He is still God. We are not equals <laughs> by any stretch, and it is an honor for Him to call His friends friends. You know, so just be reverent. Um, and listen, I'm not here to police you on that. The Lord will absolutely. He, put, he will convict each and every one of us on what it looks like when, uh, what what it looks like when we're not being reverent. He'll be like, mm, you didn't handle me well in that, and I love you. Let's not do that anymore, you know? So he's not going to, you know, beat you up with a piece of brimstone, but he will tug at your heart when that reverence isn't present. And we say thank you. Everybody say thank you. One, two, three. Thank you. And so, capstone statement on friendship with the Lord. The Lord enjoys our friendship. Again, the Lord enjoys our friendship. He's not. He's not feeling like like tugged along by us. He just doesn't. It's not that he doesn't want to go places with us. He's never ashamed to be seen anywhere with us. He's a good, good, good. He's the best friend. The best. Matter of fact, he laid down his life. He laid down his life so that we could have this with him as well. So this communion means a lot to him. It's of eternal value. Um, And he picked us, like it said in John chapter 15. And so let's do our best. And I I say let's do our best extremely sparingly because I, I don't want it to be like, I'm striving to be friends with God. You have that standing. It's just a matter of praying, Lord, help me to walk in a way that pleases you as your friend, you know? Um, So, yeah, that's, I think that's the bulk of it. I have a feeling, I have this little feeling that I'm going to have to revisit this topic. And I think I may want to revisit it with friends so that we can get different perspectives and more story times on friendship with the Lord because it's just it's this is a very big topic and I just feel like I'm I feel like I'm hardly scratching the surface but I'm showing up and I'm trying (laughs) some part of me is like I don't want to do something unless I feel like it's complete um but it's, it's okay this may be just be scratching the surface but if it blessed you in capacity I say yes and amen um and so yeah So that's it for now, everyone. I pray that this episode blessed you and that you got to experience the Lord.
as a child of God, it's your inheritance to experience him. And life with him is fun and it is fruitful and it is full of life and joy. There's a verse that says there's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. And this is who we get to commune with. We get to be friends with God. And so I just pray that you glean something out of this. But above all else, I just pray that the will of God with everything is done in your life, that you receive what you need to receive. And yeah, I'm not going to make this outro 3,000 years long, but <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with me. I love you so much. Until next time, this has been the Unto Podcast. <laughs>